Well, that doesn't get old, does it? Wow. That's just such a great intro. How much did you pay for that? Uh, quite a bit, quite a bit. And I actually haven't, <clears throat> haven't actually told Jen yet. So, um, probably should, um, probably yeah. should get that before she sees the credit card statement. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think you're all right with that one. David, how are you doing? Doing Great really well. You. Doing well. Good to, good to see you. Well, see you, hear you. Well, let's say see you because right. we could be in the same room, couldn't we? No one would know. And I've just ruined the illusion. Well, this is the last call and we are back after uh, an outrageous amount of success on our first podcast. Andy and I did something that perhaps 90% of podcasts don't actually do and decided to record a second episode. So I'm David Griggs. And as always, I am joined by my good friend and colleague, Andy Kane. Andy, uh, I am drinking a gin and tonic this evening as part of our last call uh, repertoire. And I have two questions for you. Uh, question number one is, what are you drinking? And the second question is, what is the topic that we are going to be discussing in tonight's episode? Ah, both great questions. So I'll answer <laughs> the uh, what I'm having to drink first is I actually went with a, um, a dry cider out of uh, Booth Canyon Orchard uh, up here in Washington. It's uh, a 2020. I have no idea how to pronounce this. It's some type of apple, but it's uh, delicious. <laughs> and uh, so you, know, I think the the second question is what are what are we discussing today right? right and just just for the listeners just to remember we're trying to do this in 10 minutes so we're not going to get super deep in all the topics but it, it's really meant to just kind of be a sound bite of of the zeitgeist if you will what's going a conversation on conversation starter isn't it you know, there then, it is yeah absolutely yeah so um so the the question that we want to we want to tackle is something that has affected our industry in particular is has big tech left the building and what we mean by that that is um, with the pandemic and this disruptive event, uh, it's really changed the face of the workplace. And what does it actually mean to work from home, both for employees and employers? Yeah, it's a really interesting question because I think you know, whilst you're absolutely right, um, you and I both working in ostensibly big tech organizations, I think it's fair to say that um, it's probably affected nearly everyone globally. And, 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 and of course, what we're talking about here is the um, recent and I guess still current global pandemic. It really, um, um, going on for a couple of years ago now, um, essentially forced everybody, um, businesses and employees alike, to kind of reimagine what it means to have a job. Um, for those of us, of course, I have to say that we're lucky enough to keep their jobs. I mean, that didn't certainly wasn't the case for mm -hmm. everyone. Um, but what it meant in terms of you know putting in those hours and and where we were located, and it was a hugely disruptive event. And at the time, I mean, I don't know how you felt, Andy, but when when you and I happened to be working for the same company at the time, and we, we got the word. Um, it was a huge adjustment, right? I didn't have a home office. I wasn't really set up for that. Um, I didn't have any equipment. You know, I mean, I had, unfortunately, you know, we, I was working, and I think you were too, from a laptop. So that helped. But there was this kind of period where it felt like a, a, a very dramatic shift and, a, and, a, and actually quite an intrusive one, right? Because I was mm -hmm. now bringing my home, my work life into my home and therefore into my home life. I'm curious how you took it and and what, what you thought, you know, when this first happened and we first got the news that we were going to be yeah. It's a it's different perspectives, I would say, because I think you know we had different role. We we have different roles uh, even now, and um, you know mine mine was more centered around uh, customer facing, right? right. Um, uh, being more out in the field and and dealing and working with customers, and that really threw everybody for a loop. That was in sales or business development, or you kind of name a um, a for uh, a customer facing role. Everyone's like, well. 
now what? Like, how do we engage with our customers? And I think it really threw us for a loop because we were used to jumping on a plane and going out for those one to two meetings. And I, you know, and I think David, like we're, we're generalizing, we mentioned tech, but I think it should be mentioned that it's really kind of a generalization of the entire workforce. Yeah. Um, you know, whether you're in, uh, you know, durable goods or, or even, um, you know, tech or however you want to look at or like whatever industry, there's still a sales element and like not being in front of people and having to adjust to that really disrupted how sales were done. But what ended up, we found out is that, yeah, you can still actually do this job without jumping on that plane for one meeting, eating up three days, uh, company budget, and and <laughs> steak dinner, yeah, steak dinner. Okay, so my steak dinners definitely went down. Yeah, um, but yeah, and so did my waistline, thankfully. But uh, I, I I think it it really challenged us to think differently on how we engaged with our customers. Yeah, and I think we should talk about that, right? Because you know, at first, um, it was this incredibly disruptive um, um, force, right? And and to your point, it wasn't just that we had to work from home. We had to work only from home, right? It was sure. that, you know, if we had a job that required some amount of travel, that was just completely off the table. And so, you know, human beings being the incredibly adaptable um, group of people that we are, you know, we responded. And I think, you know, there is certainly an element of recovery. I mean, actually a huge recovery. I mean, I think it wasn't the productivity disaster that I think a lot of businesses perhaps were expecting it to be. And ultimately, um, we have carved out, I I think, uh, incredibly successfully, a way to continue business operations um, um, remotely, working remotely without dramatically impacting productivity. Um, Certainly, I would say in the last six months to a year, I think we've really, at least I don't know about you, but I certainly felt like I've got into my stride. And I think it's also caused, and I don't want to speak for you, but for me, it's definitely caused me to rethink a little bit about my priorities. Right now, I'm working from home. You know, you and I both happen to have um, young children, right? We have a new family. And I do feel though that um, without apps, without in any way uh, affecting uh, my productivity, I am able to find that balance and spend more time with the family. Uh, I'm not traveling. I'm not, you know, I'm not commuting. And therefore that time is kind of given back to me with some caveats. And I think we want to get into that a little bit about the discipline needed, right? But I mean, do you feel the same way? I mean, do you feel like it has in some way been um, positive for your work-life balance? Yeah, I actually was talking to someone about this today, and it's it's kind of like, as much as you hate to say, you know, I mean, this pandemic's claimed so many many lives and just altered the the fabric of reality that we know of as a right. society. But I will put a you know a caveat there. Um, it has allowed me to kind of see my my kid grow up. Like I was on a plane, probably two weeks out of the month, you know, um, whether it was coming, coming down to visit you and the, and the team or flying out to customers or going abroad. And it was just travel, travel, travel. And honestly, I was having a bit of anxiety right before my, my child was born. Um, well, you and me both, right? I mean, because we were both traveling a lot together at that time. Yeah. And I remember us having many discussions, perhaps, perhaps somewhat late night discussions, perhaps <laughs> even last call discussions around this idea that what are we going to do? Like, I mean, we mm-hmm. both have, you know, children on the way and this is not sustainable. Like this, 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 um, this travel schedule that we both kind of leaned into at the time. Yeah. Um, wasn't going to work. And then the pandemic happened. 
Um, and it kind of just forced us, I think, in many ways to just reevaluate that. And I think also reevaluate what's important. Not to say we weren't, because you know, we were concerned about it, right? But yeah. I think it just, to me, it was just this force of nature that gave us no choice. Like it was just, it happened and that was it. And that's what we had to deal with. And for all the ills and evils of this pandemic, and of course, we, we don't want to in any way um, underplay or um, the, the, the significance of that. There has been some silver linings, I think, in terms of folks' um, uh, ability to find a better balance. But it does take some discipline, doesn't it? I mean, it you know, one of the difficulties, I think, from working from home is that you don't have that kind of hard finish where you kind of pack up your you know, laptop, put it in the bag, go downstairs, get on a bus, get in the car, drive home. There was always this kind of, for me at least, a boundary there that helped me separate my working day from my private day. That's gone. And yep. so I think in order to in order to maintain a healthy work work life balance, which undoubtedly I think you and I have found, it's taken some discipline, and it's been requ- and it's required me to um, sort of you know find those same kind of contracts that say, well, this is the end of the day, and now I'm going to go downstairs and I'm going I'm going to enjoy the family and 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 not not be thinking about and doing work. But that has taken a bit of effort. I don't know about you, but I mean, it certainly it certainly was something that I had to sort of it was a muscle I had to build for sure. Oh, absolutely. Uh- and I probably wasn't in the office as much as you just given nature of, of our roles. But I think the, what's, what's interesting about what this pandemic has, has really sh- kind of put a, a spotlight on is, um, you know, I, I don't really, I don't really miss the office. Mm. Um, but I do miss there's a delineation and it was always kind of out there, right? Like with the, the advent of, of, tools like Slack and, you know, Zoom and all that. Like, it's not like these were new. They've right. been around for a while. And there's always been that, that it felt like this creeping pressure coming in <laughs> uh, that you could kind of feel like, okay, well, I need to be on my email. You know, it's on my phone. Work doesn't provide my phone, but I have, you know, a subsidy. So I have to keep my email on. There is always this... I, I would say the expectation to always be on has kind of ratcheted up and um, it really starts playing with that. Like you said, the delineation, where do you draw the line? Like why on the weekends should I be answering things on, you know, um, vacation days? This is the hardest part. I think of the, one of the hardest parts of the pandemic, if you're fortunate enough to work from home is taking time off. Yeah. Uh, you know, the way I think about it, Andy, is I think it's like any other thing that you bring into your home, right? Whether that's entertainment, video games. Vampires. Vampires. <laughs> you have to learn how to uh, segment the use, right, of that, yeah. um, whatever that thing is. And when you bring your work into your home, and of course, people have been working from home from years. I've had jobs in the past where I've worked from home. It's just a muscle that you need to build. And I think obviously there are techniques like having an office, right? That's mm-hmm. a dedicated room. Of course, not everybody is, is um, fortunate enough to be able to do that. Um, but yeah, absolutely. There's definitely a muscle you need to build in order to ensure that you're not allowing this thing that you're bringing into your home to kind of take it over, right? And, and ultimately, and that's a very unhealthy situation. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I think I will just want to say before we kind of wrap things up, I do think though that the world has changed, right? I don't see, um, I don't see this kind of big switch back to the old way of um, working happening in in the same way 
or at least with the same sort of um, um, ferociousness that we switched over to work from home. Yeah. Right? I think it, there might be a slight erosion of the work from home, permanent remote uh, work uh, over the next sort of five to 10 years. But I do feel like we're definitely in this for a while. And I think it's about finding that balance, right? For folks that want to spend time in the office, I, you know, I think there's, there, there is an opportunity for that in the future, but I don't yeah. see this kind of like big switch back to like, you know, five days a week in the office. Do you? No, I think the, you know, it's funny is because you hear that you looked at the news cycle and you have um, a lot of large employers saying, oh, we're bringing back uh, uh, workers because their productivity dips and we just don't feel like there's innovation without being in the office. And I still, you know, it's funny because I think as Americans, I don't want to, maybe I am generalizing a bit, but it's, there's this uh, very short term view. Mm -hmm. And this is like a defining moment in humanity, you know, of, of how we operate. And it's going to take a while for us to figure out what this equilibrium is and figuring out what the balance is like do we go into the office? Do you need an office? Uh, you know, are we able to connect and, and be human without actually seeing another human? Uh, there's a lot of questions that I think are going to take time to smooth out, but, um, yeah, I don't think we're going back to, to five days a week. If, if your, uh, job doesn't require it. Right. And I guess, um, and again, again, it's very specific to everyone. It's a very individual, yeah. individual thing, isn't it? But look, we're out of time, Andy. So I'm going to, um, what is the last call uh, for you yeah. on this particular subject matter? So the, the happy median, um, for me is, has, you know, the, the original question has, has big tech left the building? I think it, I hate to, I hate to play the medium here. <laughs> um, yes, I think it has. Uh, and I think it what's going to end up happening is this is going to start bleeding into your more traditional um, industries like finance, oil and gas, like some you some jobs you have to be on site. There's just no way around it. But I think people are going to get more creative. Um, there's a freedom from working from home or working from wherever that is a perk, but it does come with its challenges. Yeah. So my thoughts are that um, I agree with you, big tech. And in fact, I think generally um, um, commercial businesses have left the building. I think businesses that want to continue to um, obtain and retain the best talent need to have a flexible view on um, working arrangements. I do think, to your point, there is a happy medium. I think there is something to be said for the energy you get in a room with a bunch of um, customers and or colleagues that is very difficult to do over Zoom, which is really a good facsimile, but nevertheless a facsimile, right? Um, but nevertheless, I don't think productivity went through the floor like some employers um, perhaps anticipated it would. We have actually demonstrated um, a way to function, I think, um, very well. And so I think um, to your point, it's a balance moving forward. Um, but it's definitely not a, a return to um, the pre-pandemic um, uh, work-life balance, in my opinion. But look, um, that has been our episode. Again, another, um, I almost feel like, a, you know, we're cutting the conversation short, you know, because there's so much more we could say about this, but we do have our, we do have our requirements here. We're trying to keep these um, as, as, as short as possible. So we will be back next week. Um, I very much enjoyed this conversation. Um, um, I'm David Griggs and um, I've been joined by Andy Kane. And uh, this is the last call. Look after yourselves and uh, until next week, be curious.